Good morning. Good morning. Java Delight will uplift you. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Grab your coffee. Stay tuned. This show is about to begin. Good morning, Elsa. It is time to go into Tuesday. Elsa. I just wanted to say your name correctly. Elsa. 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 Dave Hernandez. I'm fine. It's 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 Thirsty Tuesday. What? Good morning, you magical fools. He won that group with us. He's supposed to have dinner with us. Remember? Exactly. You want a dinner with Batman. With Dave. Uh, with Batman. With Batman. With oh, my Batman. God. It's Bat Batman and me again. It, wouldn't it be Bretton? Hey, Brenton. Nope, that's not going to work. This thing gets hot fast. So good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brandon Croucher. I am the CEO of Delay Cafe. I am working in Cleveland, Ohio. And today is... October 26, 2021. I am blessed to not only have the one, the only Ilsa with me, but I'm lucky because today she Ilsa with me, but she is literally able to bring us from the other side of the world. She's shark training. She's we we yelled across each other because we found out the earth is flat this morning. So because we're able to now throw a baseball to each other, we're playing catch. Ilsa, catch. Yes. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> it was the extra that I didn't know what was going on. That was great. You dropped it, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then Stuart is very right. What did Stuart say? I didn't even see Stuart's come in. The sunrises aren't so good when you see them before sleep. Oh, that's true, Stuart. Brian was texting me this morning. Uh, <laughs> Nate, coffee beans, nature's way of saying I love you. Brit Brat, she says, it's titty thirst. I mean, thirsty Thursdays. Mm. That's why I start, or Tuesdays. Uh, <laughs> that's, all, that's all I have on that one. Brian says, Guto I don't even know what that says. Guten Morgen, Ilsa. Say it again. Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. Good I can morning. read German. I can Ugh. read German. Uh, since the earth is flat, I will. Will someone make me pancakes? No, because if we flip I it too hard, uh, I'm changing in front of you guys. I don't care because I'm already sweating. This thing is hot. 
Yeah, you know what? Men's nipples are the same as women's nipples. I just can't lactate. Can you milk me, Fokker? Can you milk me? Yeah, I covered them. Please don't. <laughs> it's Titty Tuesday. So for all the ladies out there, tell your man, show me your titties. And men, show, you, show the women your titties today. All right? Brett is in the background already showing us his titties. He's like, hello, Brendan. Oh, Fernando, boogie, woogie, woogie. Is Fernando electric today? Boogie, woogie, woogie. That's why I said it. And then you just aren't trying hard enough to be, to, to what? be show my. Oh, I could be Batman. I could be oh, no. Batman. Anybody could be Batman. He doesn't have any superpowers. He just has a shitload of money and right? a shitty voice. Yeah, so that means anybody can be Batman? I, I sound like Batman. I mean, and I'm not Ready? even trying. Let me hear your Batman. Go. This is my Batman voice. That sounds like you just had a cigarette. Uh, yes. Isn't that what Batman does? <laughs> <laughs> That's how he gets his voice. He's like, oh. That's what I, Batman does. He spoke. Panda says he has the perfect Batman voice. You know what? That may be. That may be. We're going to find out. Voice Panda. Pa Panda's going to send us a voice message going, I am Panda. <laughs> no, Elsa does. Okay, fine. Yesterday, our guest, Bobby, was able to tell us all about the fact that he could do voices. And he did Kermit for us. He did a whole bunch what is a voice you can he do? He even did Elsa's on the spot. I was like, what? Good morning, all. Good morning, all. I prefer Bat Dad. I agree. Bat Dad is pretty funny. Um, I honestly am with you on that one, Stuart. Eh, ah, that's all I got out of that one. And I forgot to send my dad joke. Send it now. I'll read it alive. Send it right away. I will read your dad jokes out loud today, guys. So tell us about it. Uh, Batman gets the voice from calling Alfred all the time. <laughs> Alfred! Probably. Alfred! Alfred! And then at the end of the day, Alfred! That's why he goes out at night. That's why Batman goes out at night. He disappears into the darkness and all that. So what voice can you do? That you have to be, oh man, I already see the dad jokes coming in. All right, Brian, I see it. Go ahead, put the answer and I'll read it. Uh, I see it, uh, Brit Brat. So what is your voice? Elsa, if you could do any impersonation of anybody, what is your impersonation you could do? Jeez. Um, I think I can talk a little bit like Donald Duck, but I'll have to practice it. But I haven't done it in a while. <laughs> I actually, on a scale just, of one, just, to just 10, remember, just remember, this is the South African Donald Duck. It's not the American one, so he's got an accent. Okay. <laughs> that was priceless. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, that what was well worth it for me. Uh, my, <laughs> oh, what is yours? Um, <laughs> see, I don't have Donald Duck. I am no good at Donald Duck. Uh, if I was to do an impression of anything, I think Batman's my best one. Other than that, I just make fun of people. 
Like, <laughs> but that's the whole point. Right? Uh, okay. What is the smartest bear? I don't know. A, a panda. Isn't, isn't that the most condescending, condescending bear? No, it's the most non-racist bear because it's black, white, and Asian. You see, true. Panda. Panda says it's true, then it's true. Panda says it's true. Even though it's Pansu, it's Panda to us we in America. <laughs> Brandon Sylvester. Ma- yeah, Mafia's hit that. <laughs> I can sing like some singers. And Mandy can. I've heard Mandy sing. She's wonderful at it. Uh, Jaybird says wow. his best impression is Wonder Woman. Uh, wonders what's up with her. She likes ropes and invisible planes. <laughs> Okay, I, I'm always at Bob, Bob, Mr. Bob's. Seymour, 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 Bob, Seymour, Bob, Seymour, Bob, Seymour, Bob. Bob. We have to do all of them, so you have to start at the top. All right, here we go. You ready? I I got the next one ready. (laughs) Ready? Mr. Brian, guten Morgen. That is my best German voice. It is Brian with a Y. Why? Because he's awesome. Next is Brian with an I because he is independent, driving his truck across the country, spending all night up driving, and then needs his coffee with pancakes. <laughs> Brett, Brett is right here. She says, uh, she said, wait, wait. Brett, 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 Brett. It's like a workout with hers. Ready? Stuart Lone Wolf. Mr. Stewart, oh, 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 oh. Hey, wait, 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 uh, today is National Howling at the Moon Day, so please, you have to howl at the moon today, we howl at the moon every day, but today you have to, it's a have to, oh, 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 oh. I have surround sound with all of that, that was awesome, <laughs> Dave Hernandez says, I'm, I'm alive, you know what, I'm alive, I am cool, I'm glad you are life. Um, if that's a good thing, thank you. If it's a bad thing, Dave, please know we sorry. love you. <laughs> and we're sorry about that. Your, your life. It depends whose life you're living. I'm hoping your own. Uh, and you won. So please, Dave, message me at Brandon Croucher or Elsa uh, or the Delight Network so you we could schedule a time for a dinner with you. And apparently I sent the message to the wrong Dave because no wonder he never responded. So it's another Dave pitching up at the, the, the date. Uh, uh, another Dave Hernandez, yes. I had I because I wrote Dave Hernandez and I forgot. Yeah. So yeah. I sent it to the wrong one apparently oh. and he never responded. Uh Brian oh, Tracy, Brit Brad. Wait, wait, you ready? Here's a big one. Here's a big one. I love it. Ready? Big one. I'm trying to find the next one. Ready? Big one. Big one. Get it out. Oh, 
I, you told me to go back to the top. I went back to the top. Don't do, don't do everything I say. Jeez. You, I failed the test already today. You and Brett both saw that. I'm just going to do what. All right, read it to me. Go ahead. What did the big phone say to the little phone? I don't know. What? You're too young to be engaged. I hope it's that one because I think that's the answer. What did the big phone say to the little phone? If you like it, you better put a ring on it. <laughs> ring, ring. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> did you just think of that? Yeah, it is too young to be engaged, but I like your answer. I, I'm on fire today with these quick one-liners. Like, <laughs> we were talking. We learned a very valuable lesson. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, Bob Seymour. I just wanted to do it again because we want to see more Bob. See more Bob. See more. Okay, I'm done with that. <laughs> oh my God, you sent it to the Dave Hernandez we had on the show. I did. And he apparently didn't want to have lunch with Ilsa and I because he never responded. And my heart was broken because I sent him it and was like, it's, it is his loss. It is his loss. Um, I have a funny story though. So you remember how uh, Ilsa. It's that's so rude, right? Thank you, Panda. Uh, remember how last week Britt ended up winning the competition with Brett and she got to get a free assessment done. Okay. Yes. So she sent in her test. She has everything done. She got it back to him on Friday. I received a message from Britt going, Brett didn't show up for our meeting. We's late. Going off, off. And I'm like, whoa, Britt, are you okay? And she's like, I just, I, I, I gave him five minutes. He was late. I sent him an email. We can reschedule. And I'm like, I think something else is going on. Then I get a message 10 minutes later going, apparently it's next Friday, not this Friday. <laughs> I go, do you feel bad now? She goes, I'm writing Brett an apology letter right now. <laughs> Have you ever... Uh, have you ever pitched up somewhere early for a meeting or something like a day early? Has it ever happened Don't, to you? Me? Been early to a meeting? Have yeah, you met like me? Yeah, like a whole day early? <laughs> I, I, I was not freaking out is how I'm reading this. Stop putting words in girls' mouths. Even Brett's in the back going, Brandon's going to say something inappropriate right now. Everybody's waiting for it. Uh, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the subject. So I was in so incredibly blessed the other day. A mutual friend gave me some cash to buy some winter clothes. I'm still suffering from sticker shock, but I thank God for his provision. And he is. I, I it, Honestly, I don't know if anybody sees this, but like it really really is expensive right now out there. Uh, I went grocery shopping with my parents. What is sticker shock? It's when you go in to buy something and you think you're going to pay a few dollars and you end up paying a lot of dollars. And it ends up being like just annoying because I, that was something that ended up being a big thing because I went shopping with my parents and my dad was like, they usually only spend about like $400 on groceries every couple weeks. And they went out and they spent almost $700 in groceries. And my dad was pissed because he was like, I, I, I did not expect to spend this much. And we didn't, they did not get anything crazy. And it was just like, wow, wow. Like, dad, I, I'm sorry. Like, I'll eat most of this for you. Um, back to work <laughs> I go. 
Don't worry, Dad. I got you back. Uh, back to work I go. Have a blessed day. Sherry, it is so good to see you. Thank you for being here. Sherry, Sherry. Uh, we have Mandy Atterbury. That's what she said. Yep, it is. Have a good day, Sherry. Oh, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, it sucks. And Brett's cousin, she is amazing. She is literally like... She literally chimes in every show she can. She's supportive. And that's just a cousin of Brett's. And he has other family members that show up as well. So, guys, that's just the love and compassion we have at this area, at this company. And that's why we're glad everybody shows up every morning, come and have a great time with us, laugh, uh, just bring out the positivity. And then Britt Brett says her own dad wouldn't donate to her daughter Lola's school because of inflation. <laughs> I hate to say that, but... The first thing that gets hit when inflation kicks in high is donations and donate nonprofits are the first ones that suffer. They're the first ones that get, you know, so guys, while you're here, do me a favor, hit that like, hit that subscribe, share button, make your friends and family know how important they are to you by sending them some positivity and love. Hit that share, hit that subscribe. We are at 369 subscribers. That's right. 369 uh, Mr. Brian. we need one just one to get to 370 and then we're 30 away 30 from our goal of 400 by the end of the month uh hit up my mom though <laughs> that's funny uh i used to be that kid so actually you want to hear a funny story uh he said 69 so when i when I was a kid, we, did you ever have to sell candy bars or things like that when you were a kid to, for like your baseball team or for whatever? It was like a it was like a fundraiser. Mm -hmm. No, no. Okay, we didn't even have baseball. We okay, have, but like we, the sports we've got in school is rugby, tennis, cricket, and then netball or something like that. So I actually agree. Three six nine. Three, six, nine. Uh, sent you two songs earlier. I will look at those in a little bit. Um, but like I, so I had to sell candy bars for my football team to be able to afford for jerseys. And you had to sell a certain amount and blah, blah, blah. So I am going around the neighborhood, knocking on doors, selling candy bars. Well, there's one house that I get to, and I know they always buy a bunch. And there's two cars in the driveway. So someone is home. Okay, so I ring the doorbell, no one answers. I knock again, and no one answers. I'm like, all right, and then I see movement, and I'm like, I see you there, people. Like, like, <laughs> I saw Britt's comment, it made me laugh. Three, six, nine, dancing fine. <laughs> but like, I see these people. It is. It's from a song. Three, six, nine, damn, she's fine. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I really was selling candy. This was candy bars. This was before I knew how good weed was. So I would go around <laughs> I and I'd knock on doors. <laughs> right? Thank you. And I was like, I'm knocking on doors. I'm ringing the doorbell. This person's not answering. Now, they know me and I know them. I usually can walk around back because I know who they are. And I'm a kid. So I walk around back and I see... <laughs> The oldest son is in town visiting from his fam from his baseball. He got a baseball 
contract with the New York Yankees. So he's playing in their Division A ball, and he came home to be with his family for the weekend. Apparently, his parents weren't home yet, but his girlfriend came over, and I saw way more than I should have as a young kid. Needless to say, when he did come to the door, he bought an awful lot of candy so I wouldn't tell his parents. <laughs> See, I used to be such a great salesman. Like, why can't I just do that and hold people up? Peeping Brandon. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hop it. Hoping she can suck it to me one more time. Uh, what? Hoping yeah. she can suck it to me one more time. Little John and the East Side Boys. Hope she can suck it to me one more time. I'm gonna don't make me rap. I can't rap. I only rap Eminem. Let's wrap this up, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're like, I'm done. Click. Uh, <laughs> Suddenly my internet's going now, you guys. <laughs> so Elsa, we were having a conversation about you and what you got what you got up to yesterday and all that and what you've been up to this morning. Yeah, I'm making sure I change the subject so I don't rap anymore. Okay, you asked me not to rap, not rapping. I mean, I could tell stories all day about me going around and selling things. But when I was nine years old, I knocked on a door and a woman came into the door in her lingerie. Needless to say, the dad that was with me and my friend walked up to the door to say hello. It was quite entertaining because I didn't understand why. I and get it now, like so. No. no I only know that song from you reposted in the wrong neighborhood meme. That's true. No, wait, that, that's the wrong song. Go ahead. Read me everything you want. I want to read you something. So October 26th is the 299th day of the Gregorian calendar. On this day, Jordan and Israel signed a peace treaty. Pan America Airways made the first commercial flight from New York to Paris. And Muhammad Ali boxed for the first time after a hiatus for refusing to comply with the U.S. military draft. Famous October 26th birthdays include Hillary Clinton, sorry, who, and journalist Katie Turr. Today is National Pumpkin Day and National Breadstick Day. And then it's National Day of the Deployed as well. Really? Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. And it's it's National Pumpkin Sorry, my baseball bat just fell and hit me in the ankle. <laughs> so it's, it did too. I was trying to move. It was like, no more. Um, but wait a minute, it's what days? It's National Pancake Day? No, no. Oh, I was hoping. Wait, you just hear pancakes. You just heard pancakes I, and now you want pancakes. It is national. It's national chicken fried. Okay, I'm going to start here. It's national chicken fried steak day. And then it's oh. national day of the deployed. Our day to say thank you to all the military service serving outside the U.S., it's National Pumpkin Day, uh, and I think that's because Halloween is in a couple of days. Maybe that's why it's National Pumpkin Day. I don't know. And then we've got Worldwide Howl at the Moon Day. Oh, 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 oh. Ow. 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 <laughs> and then B must be hungry. Uh, yes. I'm seem to be always hungry. Mandy says, hi, Kevin. CK says, I saw a bunch oh, of CK sorry. ones. Excellent morning, Brandon and Elsa. Hello, Delight Heads. Um, or Delight's Digital Cafe. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Have you seen, I'm not going to say it the way I should. 
thank you for this comment, but I'm not going to do it the voice that I should. <laughs> Kevin, love you, buddy. Good to see you. Uh, day of Clinton's deployed breadsticks. Sorry, that was funny. Uh, I met the world champion pumpkin chunker chucker in Wyoming last month. Time out. Wow. I, I'm, I'm taking a step back for a second. That's someone we should be interviewing. Like right Run. there. Like how do? Because my first question: How do you train? How do you train do to you be shop? right? And then, oh, did you do shot put in high school? Because I mean. That's all I can think would go with that, you know. Hi, Mandy. Ankle biting baseball bats. My new uh, my new horror B film. That's funny. That is funny. Brandon Croucher is sending out the bat this morning, and that's even funny. That is perfect because I had my Batman onesie on to start the day, and I had my Batman shirt on. I didn't even realize that. I'm telling you, Zika just brought that now. She just brought that. She brought that. That's the joke of the day right there, right now. Uh, can I be in your movie, Mr. Tracy? Okay, just stop howling. Your howling sounds like two cats in an alley fixing to uh, eat a mouse. And yes, Mandy. CK puts a Oh, that's funny. So, Brett Gordon was here. And before we dive into Brett Gordon and what he's going to be teaching us in leadership today, we actually were having a pretty healthy debate in the background. And Ilsa and I were having different sides, and Brett had a different side. Now, we've had this conversation before, but Brett took it to a whole other level. Uh, he brought up McDonald's, which we'll get into in a second. Why is he talking about McDonald's? You'll find out in a second. Uh, and if you have a kid, make sure you don't go through the McDonald's drive through line anytime soon. Just a little tip, okay? Second is we talked about the earth, and we've had this conversation about being flat, but Brett actually established that he made friends with a guy who he's maybe going into business with who is a complete flat, flat earther. And if I'm saying that wrong, Brett, you could fix it in a second. But think about that. He's now talking to this guy, and this guy is adamantly debating him, not playing devil's advocate, not doing anything else, about being a flat earther. Also, before we bring Brett in, what side are you going to take? Are you going to take a flat earth, or are you going to take a round earth? Oh, I don't care. I just want to... I, I really do not care because if it's flat, my life is still going to be the same. And if it's round, my life is still going to be the same. It, 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 it's got absolutely nothing. It's got no impact on my life. So I really don't care. I'll go with the one that, 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 that try and convince me. Let's see who can convince me which side okay. to go. I, 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 you know, I got nothing. Fernando says he's tired <laughs> and he's going back to bed or we're boring him. One of these two. Give me a clue. I think it's one the last those. one. <laughs> I Fine. Oh, wait, that's not what he wants. Sorry, my bad. (laughs) No, but only what? He chucked the pumpkin 4,830 feet. Gee whiz. How How many meters is that? How much? How many? Too many. He threw it almost a mile. Because a mile is 5,280 feet. So how big is the pumpkin? Because a tiny pumpkin, I would be able to fling quite far. So we need to know how big the pumpkin is to know how far he flung. That's funny. That is funny. That is funny right there. He he sounds like he chucked the pumpkin. Sounds like a euphemism. 
Mm. Smashing Pumpkins. That's a band. It is a band. They're a good band. I used to listen to them mm. all the time. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Mr. Brett Gordon in because I'm very curious about this McDonald's thing and why we should not be taking our kids. Oh, he's rolling his eyes at me in the background. This is going to be so much fun, guys. I'll be right back with Brett. Good morning, everybody. Coming to you from South Dakota again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm receiving text messages that made me laugh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, and they know who they are. We're going to give Elsa the big screen because of those eyes. Look at them. Mm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, we got each other. Brett. First things first, why are we not taking kids through a McDonald's drive-thru line anymore? <laughs> this was this was one that, that, that kind of, I couldn't believe that I heard this, but uh, I'm sure that I'm one of the last people not to hear this. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody that I really respect from a, a spiritual perspective. She's amazing in being able to feel out the energies of so uh, buildings of people of, you know, being able to kind of really get a good feel for what um, what is going to be prominent in your life and others' lives, things along those lines. And we here in in Hot Springs, they got this amazing mineral waters that I've I think I've talked about before. And there was a whole bunch of people in the waters. Um, and we were talking and I, and we were talking about eating healthy. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, I still go to McDonald's and she's like, you go to McDonald's. I was like, yeah, I know. You know, maybe it's not the greatest food for your health, but there's times that I go there and she's like, come over here. So I, I go over next to her. She's like, I don't want everybody else to hear this. Cause I don't want to freak them out. And she's like, did you know that McDonald's hamburgers are ground up children? And I was what? like, what? She's like, yeah. Really? Didn't you know those people that do the adrenochrome? Then there's like 800,000 kids a year that go mi missing and they're in McDonald's hamburgers. And I was like, in the kitty wheels. Is that the I said, before this we is not what I mean by kids' meals. Like, tie it up. Before we go too far, none of the views or opinions on this are expressed by the Delight Network. We are not saying this is something that is something that is happening. We are saying that <laughs> this is what great. we heard. <laughs> this is what's being said out there. And Brett came to me this morning, and so, <laughs> I love when CK writes certain things. I just people are going, what a wackadoodle, what a wackadoodle. <laughs> Mmm, delicious children. But, like, think about that. Like, there's people out there that are actually thinking that McDonald's is grinding up kids that are missing and then turning them into your kids' Happy Meals. Like, that's a very interesting thing. And that's what led Brett and I to go into the conversation about the flat earth. Uh-oh, Ilsa's got something. Go, girl. Go, girl. Ilsa just wants to say that if that is what we have to tell you what is in McDonald's burger so you don't eat that shit, then that is what goes. There's children in it. Don't eat it. McDonald's is horrible. Why do you want to eat fast food? Healthy food is is is, is just better. 
McDonald's tastes shit. Well, our McDonald's tastes shit. I don't know how your guys taste, but ours tastes shit. Children aren't nice meat. So I agree, but I think it's also the ingraining into the American society because we are in a fast-paced culture. We're always trying to be busy. We're always trying to keep up with the Joneses. We're always doing something to keep busy. And the thing is, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, uh, Steak and Shake, they all became a part of that because of the fact that it's fast food. You drive through the drive-thru. Your kids could eat it quick. Taco Bell is the shit. Thank you, Fernando. It also gives you the shit. And so for, <laughs> with that, I, I just... I look at this as saying it shows you a product of who we are. It shows you what we've been built into because I didn't eat McDonald's for all of 2020 and most of 2021. I may have had an egg McMuffin recently, but that's all I'm going to say. The price of it has gone up a whole dollar fifty, and that was enough for me not to want to go back. Like for real. And I'm like, the food is, it's, it's not, it's processed to look the same on every single thing. Think about when you're, if you go to a farm, Okay. And they start hatching chickens and you're getting fresh eggs. You're going to get an egg that's big. You're going to get an egg that's small. You're going to get an egg that's brown. You're going to get an egg that's white. You, but the same thing is it all tastes the same. And when you're making those eggs where McDonald's, we've become accustomed to them all being the exact same. And that's what we think is what we're supposed to do while being in a hurry. Go ahead, Brett. Well, I mean, that was, if you go way back into McDonald's history, McDonald's was really one of the first truly fast foods where you could go in, you could order, you could have your bag of food within 30 seconds and be gone. Back when I was a kid, that was the whole thing. And if you remember, you know, they had the slides where they would just be making burgers and stuff in the background and sliding them down because they were yeah. coming off the shelf so fast. And it was consistent. So McDonald's was all about fast food consistently. And as they spread around the country and then they spread around the world, it was the same thing. You knew that if you went to a McDonald's, now granted, there's a few countries where McDonald's doesn't serve. All, like you go to India, McDonald's is not going to serve hamburger. They're not going to yeah. serve beef. Um, but in, in general, McDonald's is a very consistent taste regardless of where you go. Right. Um, and, and that's what they're known for. So, you know, was it the best food? No. When McDonald's really started to try to go into the health food, that's when they actually lost a lot of, of, of people. When they started to do the adult meals, the adult burgers and stuff that all just really failed. And why is that? Because people don't want that. People expect a certain thing from McDonald's and, and that's what they should just focus on. Now, is it great food? No, it's not. Is it great for you? No, it's not. Is it consistent? Yes, it is. Mandy, Mandy, Wimpy do burger. you guys have Wimpy Do you guys? I don't have know what a Wimpy. I was going to ask you guys this. What is a Wimpy burger? It's a, a Wimpy burger. Wimpy is like a franchise in South Africa, but they make the best burgers, and they make the best breakfast. It's more like a breakfast breakfast kind of thing but their burgers and the relish that they put on it's insane it's one of the best burgers that i i'll rather eat that than the mcdonald's but i've got brian, a question before brian is absolutely right with what he said mcdonald's is really a real estate company mcdonald's owns some of the best real estate around the world that's what they that's what they buy their true value is in the real estate that they own it's amazing 
I want to ask you guys something. Do you, is it really like, uh, do you guys eat a lot of takeaways? Is it, is it, is it cheaper to, to live or fast food or is it cheaper to buy groceries like we do and then cook from scratch every day? I think, you know, in general, a lot of people don't really even know how to cook that well. So they're going to go with, if they're not going to go with, mcdonald's or buying fast food that's pre you know that that they can eat right away they're going to buy processed foods that they can put in the microwave or in the oven and it's already pre-cooked so they're not cooking it anyhow so i don't know how much better quality you're actually getting um than you are when you go out and buy like a mcdonald's uh brian says it right right here but uh, they buy the land build the building and lease it to a franchisee uh 100 um so but Elsa's question about food and if it's actually like is it cheaper and all this it actually is cheaper to buy your food create a meal like prep for the week than going to these things but when we're told we have to keep busy we're trying to keep up with everything else going on you're looking at your phone through social media to all of a sudden you're running out the door because you're running late to something and you're hungry. It's quick and easy for people to just grab and go. And a lot of us get caught up into that cycle and not even realizing it. It's when you pull yourself out of that cycle and you're making your own food, you take a minute to look up a YouTube video <clears throat> about food and all that and what you'd be wanting to eat because that's a completely different mindset it really is it's slowing yourself down to be able to benefit yourself it's slowing yourself down to get the most out of it um then charge franchisees royalties the the corporation makes the profit and you're right and it's ridiculous what they have to sign up for you have to have like two million dollars in assets before you're able to even apply for a mcdonald's franchise um but this also got us into the conversation with brett about flat earth and Brett got pretty interested. Now, I stick with the fact we're spinning at such a fast pace. It's like a quarter being flicked. It goes and it looks like it's a circle, but it's really a flat earth. Now, whether I believe that or not is up to me. Either, honestly, I'm not going to give my, my way on this just because it's going to be more fun to watch the reactions. Brett thinks that the earth is round, which I can tell him with a quarter and watch it spin and you're going to see it looks round. Ilsa is under the impression that the earth is a donut. And I live in the hole. <laughs> well, well said. Well, well that really makes you holy. She's our <laughs> holy woman. That's funny. Uh, let's be real though. A pizza is better than a burger. Okay, but if if, 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 if if Earth is flat, on which side do we do we live then? Well, on the top side or the bottom side? Uh, you know, it, it, that, that's a good question because that one didn't ever come up. It was always what's on the top side. And, and in his description of the flat Earth, there was nothing about spinning. In fact, he he basically discounted spinning whatsoever. So it was just a flat Earth that we live on. And you can tell that because when you look on a piece of paper and they show you the world, it's flat. And I was like, okay. Wait, um, what? That was their philosophy behind it? No, 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 no. There was more behind it, but you know, they're always making the representation of looking at it in two dimensions. 
And basically, you know, it's just horizontal, it's flat. There's no such thing as gravity. It's only density and buoyancy. And I was like, holy shit, I had never heard this before. So I never even thought about trying to address this kind of thing because I had not heard this concept before. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I had heard of flat earthers before, but I never really explored what the beliefs were and, and how they came to their conclusions. But it was, it was amazing how adamant he got. And he's like, you know, I've spent 10 years researching this. I know for a fact that this is it. And there's all this, you know, all this science is bullshit. And it's really about being flat earth because they just don't want you to know this. They want to control you. They want to tell you that, you know, the, the moon is 250,000 miles away and then we landed on the moon and that's bullshit that we never did that. And there's no, I'm, a, I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I basically, now granted that he had been drinking, but he was very adamant about his beliefs there. And I was like, okay, I'm not even going to challenge it because first of all, that, that, that discussion would probably go absolutely nowhere when you're drunk. I'm not sure it would go anywhere when I'm, when he's sober. But what it brought out in terms of leadership is that you don't necessarily have to believe the same things in order to be able to work together and for a leader to be able to lead. As long as those things don't directly impact your what you're doing together or what you're trying to address when you're, you know, you're in the same environment. Mm -hmm. I know now that's not something I'm going to bring up. <laughs> not that I ever would have probably in a normal conversation, but that's not something I would bring up with him. So I got a question. Yeah. Um, you said that 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 uh, they, the guys said that they want to control us. That's why they tell us the Earth is round. What? Do, how, how does knowing the Earth is round control people? Well, because, you know, that's, that is what the establishment, that's what science is. So when they start talking in generalities like that, it's really to try to uh, discredit authorities. And it, it ties back to some of the QAnon stuff. And, and QAnon is, you know, much more recent discussion than the flat earthers. The flat earthers have been around forever. Um, but there's some of that that's tied into the conspiracy theories and, and all of, I mean, if you talk to them about some other things, you'll hear more about probably this, this, you know, McDonald's thing and adrenochrome, which was another concept I had a hard time swallowing, <laughs> if you want to say, um, you know, it was really interesting, but, you know, here in South Dakota, I, I maybe it's more prevalent because there's a lot of people out here that have moved out here to get away from the establishment. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I think that I will run into more of that out here, or at least also because the population here is smaller, that you're going to run into it uh, more here than maybe when you're in a bigger city surrounded by people that you, you know, and you don't even get into those discussions anyhow. Right. Right. So basically what we've come up with is the earth is the size of the shape of a Q and that there's a big hole in the middle that Brian wants to live in. 
but, but Elsa lives in the hole. Um, a good, strong drink and an oil painting can look like just about anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think the earth is completely flat, but there's parts of it that are. Good morrow, everybody. Good well, morrow. You know, it's, it's interesting because I was talking to somebody about that and and actually in in kind of the discussion that that he had about the flat earth is it's like i know it's flat because if you look straight ahead you can see that everything is flat and then there was like something around you know if if you it, and he used this analogy like well if you look at a ball oh somebody else did they said you know if the ball is big enough then when you're looking out over a ball that part that you can see looks flat. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what the earth is. This giant ball that you most of the time can't see beyond mm-hmm. X amount of distance and it looks flat. But I, I was like, holy cow. And then I, I told him, he's like, you know, when you shoot a gun, you don't take into consideration the curvature of the earth. I was like, true. But if you shoot a howitzer, which is, you know, one of the big army kind of guns, um, you do have to take into consideration the curvature of the earth when you're that's a kind of sniper gun uh well it's actually kind of like a cannon you know giant so it it shoots the shell 23 to 40 miles away you at that point in time you actually do take into consideration the curvature of earth otherwise you won't hit your target so there there was some really interesting conversations but I kind of steered away from it. And finally he kind of walked away because he knew that, you know, our conversation was, I, I wasn't engaging. Let me put it that way. I wasn't engaging him. Uh, so what you're saying I really is, didn't know what to say. So also, why is the earth a donut? I actually know a song that they sing. <laughs> now the song's name, the song's name is "They Ran Out of Space on the CD" or something like that. I'm gonna send it to you, and it's and it, it starts with "What if the world was made of donuts?" <laughs> I just thought of that. Uh, that it's an awesome song. I it's actually well, a shitty song, donuts? but I'll send it to you. But they talk about donuts. Well, Elsa was asking us, like, because she made a good point. If the kids are what McDonald's is making their food from, okay. How many burgers do you actually get from a child? Right? Like, I, I, I think the earth is the shape of a bee. You know what? I'm going to go with that just because I'm bee. You know? Brett, Brett, Brandon, and Brett. <laughs> right? Brandon, Brett, Brett, Buttheads. Biggies. Oh, biggies. Biggie Smalls. I could keep giving you bees all day. Uh, but, like, she asked that question. She goes, well, what happens about teenagers like, and all that? And I had to explain to her the teenagers are the French fries because they have to be all salty. <laughs> Thank you. That I, was true. That was true. After that, I mean, I'm going to walk away. My good joke of the day. Yeah, but personally, I don't think anybody puts children meat in anything. I think that's no. ridiculous. That's yeah. something, it, it's it's stupid. I can believe dog meat and horse meat because we've had situations like that when they but I don't think okay there is sick people on this earth so I won't put it past anybody to eat children but I don't think a chain store will 
will buy kids and make burgers out of it. I mean, it's easier but to they're buy. They're not buying them. They're kidnapping yes, them. But, but, but there's less shit in buying beef and making burgers from that than buying children and making burgers from that. I mean, and all they want to do is make burgers. So why the hell will you want to just take a random child and make a burger from it? It's ridiculous. As I That's said, as I said to you earlier, it depends on how plump the child is. It might be better. It's like a good... Like Brett's face. Feed them, feed, feed, feed them and make them plump with the McDonald's burgers so they can be McDonald's burgers. You know, kind of like they do with cows and chickens and hormones. It's how you make it. Like, it's how you make it like the best tasting burger possible, you know? Yeah, well, it's only the kids' meal. That's it. Just, it's a kid. So, where do the toys come from then? Like, like, no. You, 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 when, when they take them and they, then they just share their toys again with it. They recycle the kids and the toys. Jeez, who comes up with this shit? Well, there's, Thank there's you. just Thank all you. of this. I like how you phrase that. Stuff. It, it's crazy and it goes together because then these same people are talking about how like almost all of the men actors in Hollywood were were are all yeah i think it's all of the men actors in hollywood are actually transgender thing um and it's they they were born women and made into men or i don't know it's there's just and these are all consistent a lot within this group of people they they have these conspiracy theories that they they latch on to and i think that a big part of it is that people are looking for alternatives to the shit that's going on in our political systems the 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 stuff that we're being fed which we know that the history that we're being fed in school oftentimes is bullshit mm -hmm. it's wrong and it's written by those who had the power at the time and it's been consistently taught in school even to date and those things are, I think, where a lot of these conspiracy theorists really start to latch on to because they're looking for an alternative. They're looking for something different. They're looking for um, certainty in a different arena that they can latch on to and then be a part of that community. And that's how you end up with what, what a lot of these conspiracy theorists not that you know i think it's very good that we actually question what we're taught and the things around us as i've always said you gotta question your bs you know the bs of your bs the bullshit of your belief system but yes. um sometimes i think but you should also in question direction. and you you should be questioning everything though and that's not me saying like just challenge the authority it's there's times where like sitting in your seat when you're on an airplane, that's an essential thing to follow. So you're not bouncing all over and landing on the girl next to you. Well, maybe that's not so bad, but at the same point, <laughs> don't do scenario, it, it might, might be able to work. <laughs> it might work on that one. Not the best one or while driving, you're riding on a bus. Yes. People stand, but if the bus driver slams on the brakes, you're going to go flying right it's the kid being buckled up in the back why do you want your kid buckled up because if you slam on the brakes or something happens you don't want your kid going through the windshield and becoming a mcdonald's hamburger but i say all that to go back to <laughs> Rod, I made it his <laughs> so face was so priceless <laughs> that was over there. but 
I digress from that. And I say that the thing is, the people are looking for acceptance, like Brett said, but we're so busy, it keeps a distraction of both. And then you're not able to actually get anywhere because everything is the truth until evidence in, uh, uh, to the contrary is produced. Very well said and going with, uh, you know, <laughs> like, I, I agree with you on that. They also claim, sorry. Uh, they also claim majority of Hollywood is ruled by aliens and the celebrities are of an elite alien race disguised as humans and have a te uh, terrestrial plot to take over the universe. LOL. And the thing is, I would be okay with that because at least then I get to go into space and travel, even if it's an, it, uh, I, uh servant for them and all that and as brian's illuminati lizard people blah, 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 blah. and then you have hollywood kids sorry i just have to do that every time i read it <laughs> but like in all honesty on this it's one of these topics that there are people that are going to get very sensitive with it there are people who are going to feel this in a different way and i think brett walking away from this is a sign of leadership i think brett walking away from not indulging into this conversation but hearing him out for his own entertainment at certain points but at the same time question everything uh i i see brit brat made a comment back here that i want to point out that some guy told her yesterday that lake erie the lake right next to me has gold in it from the french and spanish war it's not the french and spanish war uh but there is sunken ships in lake erie there's cannons there's they keep finding things in lake erie lake erie is the deepest lake of all the lakes as well of all the natural lakes and that's the thing is people didn't think there was actually stuff in there and they keep finding things now do i know where the gold is no but have they found gold there yes are they transporting kids to mcdonald's factories instead of cows probably most likely not because somebody would have spilled that somewhere think about tiktok that's all i have to say people with tiktok nowadays the people who work at mcdonald's they are literally videoing themselves like this is what we're supposed to do this is what we do and they they're calling out their companies you're telling me if they were cooking a kid they wouldn't be able to be like oh look at this on tiktok some teenager that's working the drive-thru like come on like they're not gonna do that go ahead yeah, but, but i think that like what I was saying is the one thing that, that we don't understand as leaders is we don't understand what's, what the belief systems are of all of the people that, that we have in our companies, that we have all of our friends, in fact. We don't understand all of their belief systems. And yet we, we can get along, but oftentimes when you find out a specific thing about somebody's belief system, they can go from being able to get along with them all the time and having been your friend to starting to drive that that wedge in between you and starting to divide you. And I think that that's something, you know, that is actively happening in the general population. Anyhow, where they're trying to find these different things, they're creating these things like conspiracy theories and so forth to be able to drive a wedge between humanity. Mm -hmm. And and that's where you really start to gain the people that want to be in control can be in control better when the populations are divided in terms of their belief of being one people or one one humanity. I just want to say something to to, to everybody. Um, um, Lake Erie is, th is the third. Lake Erie is the third biggest lake. It goes Lake Superior, Lake Huron, then Lake Erie. Then Michigan, Ontario, Googled it, boom, and it's from the government. It's from 
Uh, then it must be a lie. But that's of the five <laughs> Great Lakes. There's bigger lakes in the world. Oh, yeah. I just did the United States. Just being honest. Yeah. I did say deepest, and I just corrected myself. I said I was wrong. So... I got something to say. I want to ask something, actually. Um, people that, 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 that stop talking to someone else because they've got a different belief system. Um, I think... It, it, if I die, the earth is still going to be flat or round. If you die, the earth is still going to be flat or round. If I die, McDonald's is still going to use whatever meat. It's got nothing to do and it's got no impact on your life. As soon, I think uh, the, 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 the faster people realize that nothing on the outside has an impact on your life because the day you close your eyes and your life is over, none of that shit matters. There's no right, there's no wrong because everything is everything and nothing is nothing. It's as easy as that. No, it, it determines what happens now while you're alive, but it, term, it determines nothing when you die. So it will make no difference in your life if Earth is flat or round. Absolutely nothing. Unless I, your friends fall off the edge. Exactly. But then they, they, well, most of them already do. But that's for mental issues. Yeah, if they haven't fallen off the edge, they went into the deep end, right? They don't be my friends then. Well, well, hold on. If we're going to do that, how come the Bermuda Triangle then doesn't have more of an, a thing? Because they were able to debunk that. The more that we had technology come out with satellites and tracking systems and all that, the Bermuda Triangle became a obsolete thing. Um, uh, Kevin sent me a message. Kevin says in Canada... Burgers are made from plant-based products now. And I, I, I don't know much about that, but that's pretty interesting. I don't know if that's a more all-over thing or just a certain area, but that is an interesting thing. And Kevin, I wanted to thank you for sharing that with us. Well, you know, what's interesting is that a lot of these plant-based burgers that they're, they're serving in these restaurants, if you really look at what they're made of, they're actually not probably any healthier than they are the coming out of the the meat of you know an animal there there's a lot of junk in a lot of those veggie burgers but because they say they're veggie burgers people think that they're better for your health so just cook well, your own food it's healthier because then you know what goes in and stop buying burgers make food lazies <laughs> Brian says I have a lot of surface area and then Brett says I have a lot of surface area that my daughter says I just have not grown into, into yet that's funny uh, that's true actually Shauna well played she says they have not debunked everything about the triangle yet that's true but there have been a lot that's come out about it I, I, I cannot say but I would love to go there uh, if you want the ultra processed food, eat a veggie burger. Really? I did not know that. I did not know that. Uh, in my experience, those who follow popular beliefs will listen to others. Those who believe the conspiracy and alternative theories won't give your beliefs airtime. And you know what the interesting thing is? If you're interested in believing McDonald's is selling kids and that all these other things are happening, I have a wonderful plot of land down in Florida for sale right now. It's on a great price. I'll be happy to rent it out to you guys and sell it at a cheap price. Don't worry about a thing. It's right on the swamp. And <laughs> Shauna says she does too. I think it would be a fun trip. We'll sell you the plot of land as we're passing through Florida. So, Brett, 
you have been so much fun today. Ilsa is going to be diving into reading our bio of our guest today, which, by the way, I'm going to put this link on here for everybody at the beginning. This is our guest. His name is Victor. And I'm saying it like that just because I feel like it needs to be Victor. Like, Victor. It's Victor. Victor. You know, you roll the R, you know. But I'm putting his link in for his link tree bio. Why? Because you will see on this that there is actually a test you can do. And this test is about your imposter syndrome strength quiz. Now, I'm only going to point that out because the three of us have all taken this, and I would love for you guys to be able to go take it as well. I have my scores up already. Needless to say, I am not a good test taker. I may have failed the test, okay? <laughs> so we'll leave it there. But Ilsa, can you tell us more about our guest, and then we'll do a quick commercial break and have Victor on with us. Today, I, I also want to say it like Victor, Victor Mos Mosconi. I think Victor is, is Italian. I think so. That's my first question. Victor <laughs> has had a lifelong experience with imposter syndrome and has learned how to recognize it, reframe his thoughts and make it work for him. He, has a, he, he is a PhD candidate in psychology with a master's, is it master's in psychology? Mm -hmm of leadership development and coaching and a um, MA in Master. industrial, ma again, ma master. Master, master of arts. Master, in, master of arts in industrial and organizational psychology, former history, social science, middle school teacher. And he is the founder of Imposter Solution Coaching. He, he uses his experience, knowledge, training, and coaching skills to help women leaders and entrepreneurs overcome their self-doubt and imposter thoughts to develop the mindset to achieve the goals in life they desire. Interesting. We'll be right back mm. after a word from this handsome son of a bitch. Hi, my name is Brandon, and over the past year, the Delay Cafe team and I have traveled across the U.S. researching this rapidly growing industry, CBD. What we have found throughout the industry were products that were inconsistent in dosage and used ingredients that weren't even lab tested. Products with chalky textures, bitter aftertaste, and worst of all, confusion among the CBD consumers. That's why we created Delight Cafe. A 15 milligram lab tested, all natural, water soluble hemp CBD powder pack. It's odorless, colorless, and tasteless. Add it to your favorite drink of choice wherever, whenever, on the go. Quickly find your calm, your balance, your delight when you need it most. And we're back with Victor Mascotti. Victor, Victor. it is so good to meet you. Elsa has the first question out the back. Go. Are you Italian? Oh, completely, yes. <laughs> so you make the best pasta in the world. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. She, she declares that. That's not like any type of like saying because you're Italian or anything. But, you know, so I have a question. Yeah. You said you were a middle school teacher. And yes. Ilsa and I, when we were studying and getting to know a little bit more about you and all that, I asked her that, do you think he quit being a middle school teacher? Because middle schoolers are like a little spawns of Satan, like just are starting to come up and all that. <laughs> and she was that's like, that's so true. Progress. 
like I've been asked if I could have any job in the world I wouldn't want, what it would it be? And I said a middle school teacher. And I just those kids are at that age where they're oh, yeah. in between like so many things. So what happened that you did you just have enough of them you couldn't push them down the stairs like what made you decide to stop being a middle school teacher well first off you know our school was all on one level we were all ground level so there was no stairs to really worry about um but really it was just honestly it was me just needing and wanting a, a change and going a new direction on things that i had been learning middle school you're absolutely right though it's it's a world all on its own because the kids are totally going through this whole transition there you got hormones going. You've got these new changes of how much they're learning at the same time. They're struggling to find their own identity, trying to figure out, well, yes, I can do this on my own. I don't want your help, but then they really do need your help. And it's every day you come in, they're going, okay, what's going to happen today? Because even if you have a lesson plan set up, yeah, you may have to throw it out the window and go, okay, we need to refocus over here because the class is just, their focus is elsewhere. And I just, you know, I can't shove my lesson through when they're not going to connect with it. So you're, you're definitely always on your toes. You're trying to figure stuff out and um, mold with what's going on with them for the most part. But it was fun though. I will say that it was, and I didn't leave because I was tired of them. Um, I just knew that it was time for me to go in a new direction. <laughs> I promise that was a joke. I promise. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> but I, I don't want any people go, how do you do that? How can you even handle that? <laughs> Oh, I could not do it. Like in any way. Sorry, Elsa. Go ahead, sweetie. My 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 question also comes from from same from Brandon. I just thought of that now. Usually, when you mock test, especially in history, you get some funny question or, or some funny answers on the questions when they take tests. Can you remember one funny answer that a kid gave you that you were just done when you read the answer on a question? No, I can't remember any exact answer yeah. because, but I do remember reading things and I would get an answer back where they would actually answer the question kind of, but have a completely outside of the box thought design, you know, focus on it where I'm like, well, no, that's not right. But you did really good about trying to formulate that whole idea. Like, I'm not going to give you full credit, but you're getting really good marks for that because I realized, you know, they didn't get it totally, but the way they were thinking, how they pulled the whole concept together. I'm like, okay, you put a lot of effort into that. You weren't just trying to like throw that off. So it's like, all right, points to you. You get, do good for that one. I, I like that. I, I really... <laughs> You're done. You asked your question. It's my turn. Mute yourself. I'm just kidding. Elsa. <laughs> you just mute myself. <laughs> Where are you getting your PhD from? And then, on top of that, because that's going to be a quick answer, Elsa, uh, we just love to make people laugh and have a good time. Uh, can you explain imposter syndrome to people? Sure. Okay. So I'm going through Walden University, which is an online university. They've been around for uh, over 50 years. Um, and just the whole structure of the university program, it just really works well for you know, if you're, if you're, let's say, if you are working, you can work it to your schedules. There's more flexibility with it. Um, and you don't have to worry about the travel time of actually going to a brick and mortar school. So it's been working really well. The professors have been great. I've really enjoyed the classes that I've taken. And now that I'm working on my dissertation. So anyways, no, I don't get paid by them. <laughs> um, didn't even think about that until just now. Um, okay. So imposter syndrome, um, there's two different types, but the basic aspect is where you are constantly feeling like you're not good enough. 
where you're looking for um, approval and appreciation from other people or other things and any achievements you've had is basically you'll look at it at where it's all due to luck chance just by you know due to other people but it wasn't due to your own qualities your own effort um and because of that you're constantly struggling to find something that will prove your worth because you don't see that worth and you don't believe that um that value in yourself um, and it's a, it's a constant struggle. Now, people will actually, um, studies have come out that about 70% of the population in general experiences. Most of them, though, will experience it when they're starting a new project, a new job, a new opportunity, because you get into that and you're like, whoa, should I really be here? Am I the right person for this? I don't really know everything that's going on. But most of the time, after about a several weeks to a couple months period, you start kind of settling into it and going, okay, wait, I'm getting the hang of this. I know what I'm doing now. I've still got more things to learn, but you know what? I think I can get this done. I think I can do this. And any fear of not being the right person, not being good enough, not feeling you have the worth, it starts to fade away. And it, and that's because you're gaining that confidence. You're like, okay, I'm getting the hang. I'm good now. Okay, good. Until of course the next project or new opportunity comes up. Those that have a lifelong experience feel this every day. Doesn't matter what they're doing. Doesn't matter if they've been in their job for 10 years. They're constantly feeling like, okay, I'm going to be found out. Somebody's going to realize that I have been faking this. I have been just putting up a front. I'm not really good at this. And somebody's going to come to me and fire me. They're going to point it out to me. They're going to tell me, yeah, you know what? We always realize you shouldn't be here and we've just been letting you slide, but now it's time to go. Um, even when they get into a new job, a new opportunity, a promotion, whatever it might be, starting up a business. There's that constant thought of like, okay, I'm doing this. I got this, but I don't think I'm the right person. Why do they give this job to me? I shouldn't be the one who, who's here. And I just know the next time my boss comes through that door, they're coming in not to tell me anything good, but they're going to go, yeah, you know what? We've made a mistake and you got to go. Um, and it's always in your back of your head. Even when a new person comes in, a new hire comes in, you're not thinking, okay, I got this. I have more experience. I know what I'm doing. You see that new person and you're thinking, oh, they're already better than I am. I mean, they have new knowledge. They've got new ex opportunities. They've got stuff I don't have. They're going to come in. They're going to do a better job than I am. And it's, that's it. It's, it's over for me. So it's because you don't have that self-worth. You don't see your own qualities. You don't have that self-appreciation of who you are, what you can do. You see faults in everything else that you do. And you're constantly looking for approval from everybody and everything else. And the difficulty is that you're never going to get it. I read, I read that um, women, um, imposter syndrome hits women harder than it hits men or more women have that. Why is it? Why is it that, that more women have it than men? Okay. Good question. And I'm going to answer the second part first. Based on a lot of studies over the past several years, they're noticing that both women and men pretty much experience imposter sy syndrome equally. However, Yes, it does seem to impact and have a stronger effect on women than on men. And they're still doing studies to figure things out. In some cases, they think men kind of hold back more. They will try to suppress it more um, or due to other opportunities in different ways that it doesn't have that same intensity, but it's still very impactful um, to them. Don't like don't discount that at all. Women, on the other hand, because they, well, could be from their upbringing, could be cultural, it could be based on business, even if they're really good at what they're doing, the 
society as a whole still looks negatively towards women, even in leadership aspects. And it's like, well, yeah, you can do it, but really, can you, you know, or I'm God, what did I read just recently? Uh, I read an article just recently where they were talking um, and some of men, and yeah, I'm using that directly, but they already had this mindset that, well, okay, but you know, she's just not going to do as good of a job. They, it, and without even knowing whether she could or couldn't, they already had that in their mindset. So there's a lot of preset bias that women are constantly fighting against. But when you have it day after day and it's being fed into you, it's only strengthening that imposter syndrome because no matter how strong you are, if you keep hearing negativity or feeling negativity, whether it's direct or indirect, it starts to affect you because then you start doubting yourself little by little. It's like, oh, wait, you know, I kind of blew it on this one little project a little. Maybe they're right. Maybe maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. And oh, OK, I got to really watch it. But and over time, it can build because then you start paying attention more to your flaws or you start second guessing yourself. Um, and then you start losing some of that confidence. You start losing some of that self-worth. And it's just something that will continue to grow because mm -hmm. you're just constantly being bombarded by different aspects of bias, discrimination, negativity, stigma, and um, mm -hmm. it can have a huge impact. So <clears throat> actually I saw a question I wanted to have asked mm -hmm. back here and now I can't find it. Doesn't that sound like fun? Uh, what is the difference between acknowledging some of the outlying factors of your success and imposter syndrome? So if you're referring to like acknowledging some of the outlying factors, meaning I would assume. All right. So I, the way I read this is like taking the accomplishments, the outlying factors mm -hmm. that you have and who you are and all that. I'm using me behind me because yeah, no, no. I can't say things for others. Um, and how do I know that it, how do you know it's not an imposter syndrome? So oh, okay, good. Me, me winning awards to then all of a sudden, turning around and, and getting college degrees and all these things to then being like, well, I, I, I had a, a group of people helping me in my master's and, oh, okay. I had a tutor and stuff. So, yep. Perfect. Perfect. And that's something that we do often too, because we'll look at the, the accomplishment itself and then we'll just kind of go, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I got that degree. I got that award. We did really well, but you know, uh, other people were helping me. Um, I, I just got lucky. The professor maybe, maybe liked me. My boss was just being kind to me. What you have to do is you have to actually stop and go, okay, wait, wait, wait. What did I do? What did I put into that to achieve that? If it's a degree, we'll start with that one. Look back and go, okay, well, yeah, okay. I, I was the one that wrote up all the different, you know, um, assignments. I wrote up the paper. I did the research. I put in hours of time for it. Same thing for an award. If you look at the award, it's like, okay, well, what's the award for? And why did they give it to me? Well, what did I do for that? And you have to go back and literally think, okay, I was the one that, you know, was running around getting this stuff done. I was the one talking to the different people. I was the one pulling information together. I, and not, and it's not in a selfish way. That's just it. People will look at it going, oh, well, you're just being self-centered. You're being selfish about it. But it's really kind of helping you to recognize the amount of effort you've put into getting these accomplishments and achieving it as opposed to just saying, okay, I just got lucky. It's like, no, you're the one that did it. You put in the countless hours. You put in the effort of researching it, talking to people, writing these things down. So that's a great way to start really recognizing your accomplishments for what you put into them. 
does does imposter syndrome um fall under a mental illness or does it not fall under a mental illness no it does not that's <laughs> good um, literally so one of my two questions <laughs> written you punk <laughs> So when this was first discovered, or uh, sorry, identified, I should put it that way, um, it was actually called imposter phenomenon. And that's a, pretty much the title that a lot of research goes by, imposter phenomenon, based on the fact that it occurs because of your experiences. It's occurred from past experiences, current experiences, so it's a phenomenon. That's how it's going through it. Um, a syndrome, of course, designates a disorder or a diagnosis, um, which would connect into some sort of a mental problem let's put it that way but imposter syndrome is not diagnosable in that fashion it's not part of the um, um medical uh, mental um problems illnesses it's definitely just based on a mindset a negative or toxic mindset that's created based on experiences i've actually been trying to research where the term syndrome first started popping up but i haven't come up with it yet i mean it's it came up i don't know easily 20 years ago at some point. And for some reason, I think it was a little more catchy and people just kind of caught it and ran with it. But that's probably a part of the problem too, because your question is great because people look at it like, oh, okay, it's a, it's a mental problem. Okay, well, if you have imposter syndrome, do you want to tell people you have a mental problem? Because that's how it's going to look. That's how they see it. And they're like, I don't want people to know that I've got a mental problem. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to try to get help. I'm not going to talk about this. I, you know, it's, it's just me. I just got to get over it. So they'll suppress it as opposed to thinking, okay, look, it's a mindset. It's based on experiences. I'm not sure what occurred or why I'm thinking this way, but let me see what I can do to change my mindset and, you know, figure out how else I can work on the struggles that I've got. With that, I because I want to extend on that question a little bit, um, is because I'm very open about my mental illness. I have bipolar mm -hmm. two disorder, and I use that as a platform to help people who are suffering, especially with today's society and all. Oh that. yeah. But one of the things I wrote down, it because I, I wrote down mental illness and uh, factors of it. But the thing I also wrote down is, if if you're someone who's a people pleaser or mm -hmm. always looking at the other shoe to fall, mm -hmm. would it that be like, uh, yeah, that's a good one, Fernando. I'll get, Elsa's going to ask that one. So, uh, but can, what did you say if you grew up and you're a people pleaser or you're always waiting for the other shoe to fall? Would that be something that you would see as imposter syndrome or is it just something that maybe you have to learn how to break inside yourself? It could be, but again, it's, the thing with imposter syndrome is that it's not just one thing and you'd have to look at it and go, okay, so I'm a people pleaser, for instance, that definitely could be connected to imposter syndrome, but you have to understand, okay, well, why am I a people pleaser? Is it because I want them to be happy and I'm just always that kind of a person who wants to give and make other people happy? Or is it, I'm a people pleaser because I want somebody to like me. I want somebody to approve of me. I want to know that I am actually seeing my worth through them. And if that's the case, then you got to take it to that next step and go, okay, so am I doing that in anything else in my life? It's like when I go for a new job, when I go for a new opportunity, why am I doing it? Is it because I want to do it for me because, hey, I got this. I know I can do this. Or is it because I'm thinking if I get this new job, I will actually attain that status of being good enough. I'll be worthy in everybody else's eyes, which then, of course, now you've got two different factors showing you're doing it for the basically attention or the approval of other people. That would be okay. I got an issue with imposter syndrome going on here, so I got to work, work on that.
Sorry, I forgot I was muted. Uh, Fernando's, <laughs> got a, Fernando's got a very good question. He says, can you get to a point where you can overcome the syndrome? And oh, how? Yes. Do you have any tips that you can give to our viewers on if they realize after they've taken your test, because we've asked everybody to take your test, how, <laughs> do, you. how, how can they, they, they get a lower score on that? Okay. Yes. It's, it's something you can definitely work to overcome. It's not permanent in that essence. Yes. If you're struggling with imposter syndrome um, or imposter phenomenon, um, it's, if you've been struggling for it for most of your life, it's going to stay with you. It's because it's this mindset that you've built up and you've created, but you can learn how to manage it. You can learn how to control it and bring it down. One of the ways is to start finding that value within yourself. Okay. One, don't compare yourself to other people. I know social media is so easy to do because you can go on Instagram and see everybody else and go, oh man, I'm not like that. Why am I not like that? How come they're better than I am? Okay. That's the first thing you've got to do is you have to stop doing that. Doesn't mean don't go on social media, but don't compare yourself. Find out what your values are. Start just going through and determining, well, okay, what are my qualities? What am I good at? What do I do well? What do I enjoy? And again, with the accomplishments, go through and say, okay, so with these accomplishments that I've had, why, why did I get them? What did I put into them? What did I actually put of myself into it? And what did I get out of it as well? What did it help me to do? That's going to help you to start acknowledging more of who you are, what your qualities, what your character is, which is going to help you to start pulling away from that approval need of everybody else. The next thing too with that would be to go through and understand that you're making the choices for yourself. And when things come up, decide, okay, I'm going to do this. And you actually have to start thinking, you got to reflect on this. Okay, wait, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for approval or from other people? Or am I doing it because I know I want this for my life? And it kind of connects into your values. You kind of have to start going through and knowing what are your actual values for your own life? What is important to you? What do you really want to pull into your life and get out of your life? And so um, those are some of the things you can start to do, but you have to kind of, it's, it's not a one-time thing. Let's put it that way. It's not something you can do once and go, ooh, sweet, I'm done. I'm totally over this. It's a matter of doing it and then redoing it. And even if you're like, hey, I'm feeling good. I know I'm me. I'm being authentically me. I like who I am. At some point, something in your life is going to click. Those thoughts are going to come back and you have to pause and go, okay, wait, wait, wait. All right, let me go back to this. It's like, I know these thoughts are here, acknowledging them, but I know I'm good for who I am. I know I'm putting my effort in. I know I'm doing, having these qualities. Mm. So actually, a lot of people have been taking your test. And what's interesting is I know Elsa got a 25. Okay, uh, I know that Shauna Jones got one. Brit Brat got that. Uh, I, I got a 32. And I know Brian was willing to put his 38 up here. Hmm. And I guess what I'm asking is, like, I, I'll even share mine. If you don't, if, unless no. you're going to tell me, don't do that, Brandon. That's uh, you got such a bad score. You failed. You're, you're, not at all. You're an, no. you're an imposter. Don't do it. Okay, good. Thank God. This was my score. And the thing with my score that made it interesting, I'll do this so that way we can oh, see it easier. It. Don't you like that? This is a new feature. I had to show it off this morning. Just That's like, look, cool. I can do new things. But like, it says I experience frequent imposter thoughts. And this okay. is something that 
as I took the test, I actually took it live with Brett and Elsa. Oh. And I was like, they're, and I only did that to make the connection. So that way they could make fun of me and we do it on air. But like, it explains that I experience imposter thoughts and feelings more frequently than most. With people that are taking this, like taking your test and being able to do these things, a lot of people on our network are taking it. And I want to understand for the ones like Brian and I, who got a little bit of a higher score, like I'm a 32, he's a 38. How do we work on this? How can we push through? So I'm not letting these fraud or imposter thoughts come over and overtake me, especially in the position I've put myself in as a leader, because I want to be able to be the best leader I can. And I think this score might've been much worse a couple months ago. Okay. Okay. So that's something else to take into consideration too. First off is realize that there could be days where you could take it and you could maybe you've gotten 15, 20, you know, just using that because you're having a really good day and everything's great. Now, you know, you take it and it's 32 for whatever reason. So here's the thing then is figure out, okay, well, why, what kind of thoughts are you are going through your head? What are you currently experiencing? What are you going through in your life? What new challenges, developments, um, are occurring. So this way you can kind of reflect back on that and then start putting the pieces together. It's like, okay, well, um, I'm starting up a new business opportunity. I'm meeting some new people for, um, some new ventures. So, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to people that I've never talked about before. They've got some different avenues. They, I may be feeling like they're going to know more than me, or they may look down on me because I'm not at their same level. And that's with using that just as an example, then you've got to pause and go, okay, no, wait, look at myself. It's like, where am I coming from? What am I bringing to this? What are my skills? And it's going to be a battle because you're going to still feel it. Nervousness, totally normal, but also go in realizing, you know what? I, I can hold my own. I may not have all the answers and I may make mistakes, but I know what I'm talking about and I know I can do this. Um. I wanted to ask you a question now. Um, I see on your, your Instagram, um, you're talking about that authentically imperfect. Mm -hmm. What is that? Can you tell us more about that? <laughs> sure. So, okay. First off, um, it's a podcast I'm developing. Um, I'm hoping to have it out sometime this next month, hoping. Um, second though, um, the idea behind it is, the first part is living authentically. So you are you every day, just how you interact with people through your own life by basically believing within yourself um, and being yourself, whether it's being yourself where you're not like everybody else. It's like, oh, okay, the rest of the people in my family, I feel, always feel like I'm the outsider. I don't feel fit in. That's okay. Be yourself. Enjoy it. Um, using this as an example recently, um, um, I was talking to somebody and they were telling me music-wise, this is something really simply, something small basically, but they always felt like I can't really listen to this music when I'm with friends or when I talk about, when they talk about stuff because I'm not like them. I don't listen to the same stuff. And I'm like, well, okay, but don't hide who you are. Even if they don't uh, listen to the same thing, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy what you enjoy. Keep enjoying it. Do you, be you, and make sure it's always part of who you are. You don't want to hide that. That's part of imposter syndrome. You're always looking to put up a mask, hide yourself because you don't want people to see you for who you are because you're afraid you're not good enough. Imperfectly means, first off, nobody's perfect. 
With imposter syndrome, you're always striving for perfection because if you hit perfection, I will be good enough. I have to make everything perfect. There can't be any errors or mistakes. And if there are, I'm not good enough. Well, nothing's perfect. You have to get that into your head. And it's not a bad thing. It's just understanding it's reality. So you can look at your work, look at what you achieve, and you don't look at the negatives. You know, it's like, okay, for, for my master's degree, <laughs> for writing up my thesis, um, I wrote up my thesis. I thought it was really good, did the whole thing, submitted it. I got it back. It was approved. I, you know, earned my master's, but the score was a little lower than I expected it to be when I did it. I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Like, why? What did I do wrong? And I looked at it and I completely forgot to write the intro. I thought, oh, I'm like, oh my gosh. Now, did it take away from earning my degree? No. Do I still know what I'm talking about in regards to my master's and understand it? Yes. But I also learned to double check all my work before I turn anything in to make sure I have all the sections that I need. So being imperfect is not a negative. It's not looking at it like, oh my God, I can't tell anybody about this because they're going to see me as I'm not good enough. I'm not, I'm not perfect. No, it's just appreciating yourself all the way through. You make mistakes, learn from them. You, you get ready for the morning and your hair doesn't look the way you want it to. Don't stress. Don't go like, oh no, it's not perfect. Nope. Okay. It's just the way it turned out today. You know what? I can live with it. I'm okay with it. I got to go. And it's okay. It's about being comfortable with who you are and appreciating every aspect of yourself and knowing that it's not a competition. It's not a comparison factor. And it's, it's all about just embracing you. Hmm. I love that. I love the way you're saying that. Uh, you have a lot more people that are taking it as we're doing this. I love how people are just, they're, they have the minimizing of the show so they can still listen and take the test in the background. That's what I nice. love. So this is actually Dave. I love that you put this comment. Please know I respect the hell out of this buddy. So Dave got a 35 and he wrote, gosh, like, so is this like golf? The lower the score, the better. How do you, cause like I make the joke yes. about I failed and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Fernando makes the joke about like, Oh, it, it, mm -hmm. I don't need to be perfect. Cause I'm just good. And that's just how I picture him <laughs> saying it to me. Um, he had pandas perfectly imperfect. All of this. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Mama Gotti. She goes, I must've done something wrong. I did the test, did my email, got an email. Where do I see my score? At the bottom, when you finish taking the test, you get like, see my results and it takes you to, it opens up a new tab for you and should open it up. Cause that's how I got mine. Right. Uh, and I know that's, that's yeah. Awesome. Okay, perfect. Um, but yeah, like these are things that um, I, I, I'm curious about with the score is mm -hmm. like with me, I, and Mandy got a 22. Good job, Mandy. Like if I got like a nine, is that like, I, I I'm like the best, like, person with no imposter whatsoever or how do you know whether like okay should i be going up or down should i be like you get what i'm asking now no, I'm no, no, I totally good. um so the lowest you can get there's only 10 questions the lowest you could get really would be 10 um and it's just because i had to structure it that way um so yes the aspect is the lower the score the better means you have less imposter thoughts Okay, the higher the score does not mean, oh my gosh, you have a problem. What it's just showing you or bringing to light, if you weren't aware, is that even just at this moment, for instance, you might be having a lot of imposter thoughts, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of concern with whatever's going on in your life. Um, again, it's not a negative. It doesn't mean anything bad about you. But what you can do is then reflect back on that and try to figure out, okay, well, 
okay, I have this, let's say higher score. Why, what is going on in my life and understand, is there a reason for these thoughts? Is there something going on that you may not be aware of? And again, it could be just because of what's going on currently. It doesn't mean, oh my gosh, my life is this way all the time. It could be really, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm starting a new job next week. And I've got some new projects that I've got working out this week. And then there's something coming up next month that's stressing me out. So you're feeling a lot of insecurities, some doubt, you're not certain of things that are all kind of swirling and pulling this higher score together. Um, at the same time, maybe it's something you've been kind of suppressing in a way um, where you haven't wanted to admit it. So again, think about it going, okay, well, wait, do I have these thoughts often or is it just right now? And is it something like, oh yeah, I kind of remember feeling this way in my job on a kind of a regular basis or in the past on a more um, everyday kind of thing where it's kind of normal, common. Okay. Well, then you might want to start just kind of going through and figuring out, okay, well, why? Why am I thinking this way? Why am I feeling this way? And going through to understand what's creating these thoughts and, and this mindset. And yes, of course, it can. you can always then take it to the next step, um, depending on how strong it is for you, depending on how detrimental it could be in your life, and definitely seeing you know um, a coach, a therapist, anything like that. Yes, me. <laughs> But yeah, that's, those are just different things you definitely can do. But always don't take the score for just the score and like go, oh my gosh, I've got a 38. What am I going to do? My life's over. No, 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 it's not. Look at it and go, okay, so what's going on in my life currently? What do I have to do? Start kind of reflecting back and kind of questioning it. As you were talking about earlier, questioning. That that that, that comes to my question. I actually wrote it down. I said, how did you realize that you had imposter syndrome? What, where was the turning point when you went, okay, I'm, I'm not feeling normal. I've got all these issues. And, 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 and how did you get to a point to know that it was imposter syndrome and not something oh. else? Yeah, no, no, that's great. Um, I was going through a lot in my life where these imposter thoughts, which I didn't know that that's what they were at the time, were just getting stronger and stronger. I didn't like who I was. I felt like I couldn't do anything right. I felt that my life was never going to change. Um, and, and honestly, things were kind of shifting to a point where uh, my marriage was ending. Um, but it was this whole swirl of just, even at work, I was constantly felt like I had to hide who I was. I had to put up a face. I had to, anything that I'm working on, I could be working on an, at the time, you know, with teaching a lesson plan. And I was like, yeah, but you know, these other teachers are, would make it so much better than I would. I'm like, I'm just not good enough at this. But it, finally, it was just getting heavier and heavier on me where I kept feeling this and sensing this, where at some point, something just kind of clicked in my head thinking, is this what life is supposed to be? Is this how life is supposed to be? Because this is not what I thought life was going to be like, that I would always have these horrible doubts. I wouldn't feel like I'm good. And I wouldn't feel like I'd actually go anywhere in my life. So uh, because of that, and because I had hit basically um, a point of depression, really, I mean, it got that bad. Um, I ended up going to see a therapist through talking to the therapist. I started understanding that it was a connection of um, needing approval from others based on things from my childhood. Um, and that it had just kind of grown and expanded, which I didn't realize. Um, but it was something that basically had a really strong impact. And she started helping me to go and go through and start seeing um, appreciation for myself. With that, and because um, of my own, you know, 
degrees and research, I started kind of looking up other stuff. I was like, I just, that's kind of who I am. Um, I like to research up, but really understand what it's about and what it's connected to. So as I start going through it, I'm starting to use some of the keywords that we were talking about and up pops imposter syndrome. And I'm like, okay, I've heard of that. Didn't know enough about it. Started looking into it more. And I realized, oh my gosh, everything that my therapist and I have been talking about connects directly into this. And as I'm reading more and understanding it and growing my own knowledge base, I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. And it's like, I didn't realize that. It's like, okay, I see the connections now. I understand this. And as I started to really understand how it was affecting me, how detrimental it had been to me and how it created this, how I created this toxic mindset, I also started putting pieces together going, okay, wait, if I feel this way and I'm actually a pretty good person and I'm able to achieve things and yet I feel this way and I feel like I can't do anything right, there's got to be other people out there. And I'm like, okay, this it's like, and that's kind of started to set my mind off on the path of like, how can I help other people? So that was actually going to be my question is you, have you ever suffered from imposter syndrome? And I, I, I cause I, I knew there had to be a connection there. And, mm-hmm. it, but I looked, I was on your website and you have the toxic part of it. It is, mm-hmm. uh, I want to quote this correctly from your website the toxic as i lost it because i hit a button trying to respond um (laughs) toxic imposter and then on the opposite side of it you have like growing into an an, when you grow from your imposter phenom Mm -hmm. what would be the first step for somebody because like I, i look at my 32 and i say okay i can i can get better i still have somewhat of a imposter mindset at times what would be okay. my first step at saying to myself, uh, fuck you, Brandon, you don't keep working forward. Sorry, we let out everybody one F word for the show and That's I fine. haven't used mine yesterday yet today. So you get it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, okay, so first thing I would do in, in your case in that situation is when do these imposter thoughts pop up? Is it every day? Is it on a regular basis? Is it certain situations or when you're around certain people? Honestly, it's, mm-hmm. it, it varies. It's because it, it does like certain people mm-hmm. I'll be around and all of a sudden that comes in and I question myself. Uh, it's also certain people I look up to. So I would look at it like growing up from the kid side. I, my parents, I sometimes mm-hmm. when their advice comes at me, it triggers the imposter syndrome in me. Like I'm not, I'm not doing something right. Even right. if I know I am. So like okay. it's, it varies on who it is. Okay, so let's use that one for instance um, on the parents because um, <laughs> I know what that's like. Um, so what you can do in that situation, it's going to pop up. Okay, so, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not feeling like I'm good enough because here it comes again. Pause, okay, even if it's after the fact because maybe you can't like pause your thinking because of the interaction at that time and, you know, the imposter thoughts are going. But at, when you first can, pause that thought. And then reflect back on, okay, wait, why am I feeling this way? Like, and go very specific, you know, based on like what comment, what was said that made me, that allowed, that I allowed myself to feel this way. So you can then go, okay, so it's based on what he, I'm going to use your, in that respect, he said to me in, you know, about this topic. Okay. Then analyze it. Okay. You have to go through this step. That's the part of it. You have to go, okay, but is that true? What he's saying? And, you, and more than likely, you're going to go, well, no, because 
I know I'm doing this. I know I'm taking care of that. I don't have all the answers and I, that's okay. But I also know I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm working on this and I'm doing the right thing for me. But you have to work through that process because if you just try to like throw something up there and block it, it's just going to keep not only just smacking you, but it will continue to grow. So you have to be able to start breaking it down, which over time will be easier because then eventually you might be able to come into, let's say the interaction with that person and know that, okay, I'm going in knowing I'm good enough. I know we're going to talk about this topic, but I also know I'm doing everything I can. So whatever they say, that's their opinion. That's their perspective without knowing what I'm actually going through. They may think they know, but are they living your life? Brandon, are they living your life? Are they going through all the things that you're going through on a daily basis? No. Okay. Not even so close. You have to keep that in mind and realize, yeah, but I'm the one who's doing it. I'm the one who's experiencing it. And I'm the one who's actually working through this. So I know I'm doing the best job I can. And that's where you start pulling that self-appreciation in too, because you start realizing, yeah, I'm doing the best I can with this. And I know that I'm going to make this work somehow. <laughs> and I know they love me because they're my parents, but they're not the ones living my life. Correct. And that's been fun because I had to move back home because I broke up. I, I went through a divorce and all these other things and all that too. And the depression that kicks in really is heavy at times and mm -hmm. building yourself back up through that sometimes is difficult, but having a community like we're doing, it's building up one another. It's seeing people be able to break those barriers in themselves and seeing the emails that come in of people like saying like, Hey, seeing the difference in what you're doing for yourself has really made me believe in myself. And that's all I strive to do with my company is instill that self-belief because so much of us is, just getting beaten up left and right in life and so many opinions come in so i i love what you're doing there and I, I you have explained this really well and i see ilsa getting ready to ask a question and i'm stealing her spotlight i'm so sorry no Sarah. not at She's, all i, I was you know, i was actually reading panda's comment yeah and it, I, I just have to put it on you and read it to the guys it says sometimes i wonder if for some people it would work best to lean into the imposter, imposter syndrome instead of fighting it like how you are brilliantly tricking everyone into thinking you are something that you are not and how lucky you are to be a, to be lucky you are to live a life without earning it etc and then he says yeah at the bottom he says kind of feeling like an over-the-top fiction character a master of disguise and i think that is very important because before i had a score of 25 i also had a very very high score and i know that because i know that for a very long time in my life when i started to make decisions for myself and 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 and, and um, make decisions for me and things started happening i would sit back and think do i really deserve all these things happening to me because of outside forces always making you feel that if you're authentically yourself you are not in line with what people expect from you mm -hmm. and it makes it difficult so i i really just I just love this discussion. Um, I want to ask you a question, but this is, I don't know if it's a little bit personal and if it is, I apologize. But what failure in your life happened that when you look back now, something amazing happened from it that you did not expect. But when it happened, you went like, oh, my life is over. 
the first thing that pops into my head, honestly, was the failure. And honestly, that's the only way I can say the wording would be the failure of my marriage and seeing how it completely broke down where even going through marriage therapy, we just, we couldn't get back on the same page. We could not connect. We couldn't find that balance of agreement of like, yes, let's like pull this together and go in this direction. It was the realization that no, we're going in two different directions. And because at that same time, I was still struggling with a lot of imposter syndrome. I kept going, what did I do wrong? Like, I mean, not so much, what did I do wrong? But it was like, um, how, how am I like the one that kind of messes everything up? And I felt like everything at that point was just this giant ball of disaster, basically, where, you know, it's like I had to move out of the house. You know, it was tough on my daughter. Um, and even though at the time, yes, I had a job, I didn't know where I was going to go in my life. I felt like I was just in this cycle of just a giant storm. And um, I just was like, it, it was just, you know, the worst because there were so many emotions, so many thoughts of, of negativity and of, of self-blame. But taking that, learning from that, learning more about myself, um, it's resulted in just amazing things i've i've gained new friends from it i'm um starting my you know car, my coaching practice i've been you know creating my website the quiz um i'm i'm able to go on a podcast i'm starting to create a podcast um i'm going working on my phd now it's like there's so many things that even if they were in the back of my head beforehand it was like no that's never going to happen no I, i'm never going to be able to do that no it's just it's just not going to it's just not and knowing that now it's like all pulling together and it's i'm seeing things like yes like the website right there i'm like i'm seeing that out there and it's like whoa it's it's happening i'm pulling this and i'm creating this and that was the other part too where i can finally start appreciating myself with it and going i i i've been the one creating it i'm the one doing it i'm the one pulling it together and it's been so i don't know empowering uplifting it's, it's been great just knowing that I've got some amazing things that are coming up that I'm creating and I'm helping others and I can't wait to help more. And yeah, so it, it it's one of those where, you know, you just, you got to keep working with it. I don't know which way I want to go. I have multiple things running through my head because I, I want to first off say thank you. You, you opened up. And we're vulnerable for all of us. Um, like, you really have been... Uh, talking about divorce is tough, especially because mm -hmm. I know that feeling. You feel like you're the one that messed up, even if mm -hmm. they did something. And I, I, it's one of those things. So for you to be able to take that and turn it into such an accomplishment, I hope you're proud of yourself, Victor, because like I'm proud of you. And that's just Thank who you. I am. I, I, I really think that's an accomplishment that many people... Mm -hmm they need to be praised for when they do, they do get through those tough times. And that only did it. Now, where are you located now? If you don't mind me asking, I'm in Southern California. Oh, whereabouts in Southern California. Um, have you ever heard of Mission Viejo? Okay. Have you ever heard of Irvine? Well, okay so, Irvine. okay. so it's near Irvine and near like Laguna beach, Newport beach area. It's kind of like in the middle of those. Let's, let's put it that way. Nice. I, I, are you from California originally? 
Yes, actually. Yeah. I started out in Los Angeles and I've just slowly worked my way south um, down through the Los Angeles County and into South Orange County. So I just kind of keep shifting down. That's awesome. I just had to ask because I was like, you, yeah. you, I know you're not like in Canada that you haven't said a boot yeah. once. So no, I knew no. that. that was true. <laughs> so with everything you've been given us today, people could actually sign up to receive a free class or a free session after they take the test. And you've been very open about everything like this. What can people expect from that free class? And where can we send people to catch your podcast to learn more about this and help themselves keep growing and all that? Okay, so for the podcast on my website, um, there's a there's a page for the podcast. So once it's totally up and active, I mean, there's information there right now that's kind of giving some like coming soon info. But once it's up and active, more information will go there. Um, plus, I'll be putting things on my social medias just so everybody kind of knows. So they could definitely follow um, my website or they could also follow me on Instagram to make it easier that way. Um, so that's not a problem. Um, and, and I'll always be updating that. Uh, Beyond that, they could definitely email me um, through my website and I'll be able to, you know, respond back. We can, you know, set things up from that point. And if, you know, they want something more from there, they definitely can. Yes, with my website, even though I talked to, or sorry, not the website, sorry, the podcast, when I was talking about um, being authentic and um, um, being authentically imperfect, there's a lot that's going to tie into imposter syndrome as well. There's going to be a lot that connects into different aspects on how you can overcome different things with imposter syndrome, how imposter syndrome connects into different types of industries. So they'll be able to learn a lot from there too. Um, and yes, always. I mean, and again, they could definitely message me through Instagram, through my website, um, setting, you know, we can set up uh, definitely um, a conversation and go from there. Do you get different types of, 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 of imposter syndrome or is there just one type? Do you get different types? No, there, well, hmm, it's hard to say on that one. Um, there's different strengths of it. There'll be different areas where you might actually have a higher strength of imposter syndrome when you're more just in your working environment. But when you're at home, you're totally chill. It never really comes up. So it could be in different environments or depending on different people is how it can affect you. Um, but for the most part in general, there's this, when you really feel it, there's, there's usually a pretty constant aspect of having yourself doubt, um, uh, feeling the need for approval from others, feeling like you're never good enough. Those kind of all kind of like intertwine with each other. So it kind of carries through. Now, again, like I said before, yes, there's the difference aspect on where you may just get it when you're in like new jobs, new positions, or you might be somebody who has a lifelong experience of it. And so you'll have different intensities at that point too. Okay. Have you ever felt overwhelmed with your, with everything? Cause like there, you, 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 I say that because I sometimes feel overwhelmed myself. Yes. Like it's like, like it's like I don't want to come across as an imposter. I want to be able to know I'm aligned and providing good shit. And well, that sounded not at all yeah. like I wanted it out of my head. But it was what I, meant. Like, I want you to have the good shit. Like so, only the quality. Only the quality. But like, like Victor, how do you feel? Like all of a sudden you're overwhelmed. 
and you've been through hell and back, how can you stop everything around you from overwhelming you and letting your life uh, tower fall? Um, so yes, totally. It does happen. Yes, I have felt it. Um, I wish I could say, no, that part's all done and gone. I never worry about that anymore, but no, it still happens. I mean, with everything that I'm working on developing people that I interact with, there are definite times where it gets overwhelming. Um, it could be just the amount of stuff that is hitting on that day. It could be the number of thoughts that I'm processing at that moment. It could be the fact that I've got a lot of challenges. I've got a lot of roadblocks. I've got some small failures and it all adds up where those imposter thoughts come back. And I'm going, okay, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. May, what if this doesn't work? What if, uh, how is it, how will everybody else see me if this doesn't work? Okay. Total imposter syndrome aspects. And at that point, what I have to do is stop myself and go, you know what? I need a break. I need to get out of what I'm doing and I need to clear my head because if I keep sitting here, because that's the other part too, is that I could be sitting here working on something. And then in the back of my head, it's like, okay, but I also have to get that done. And then I need to get that done. And how am I going to get that done? Maybe I should work on this instead. And so that's part of the overwhelming where it's like, everything's rolling, where I will literally just stop myself and go, okay, I got, I, you know what? I need a break. I'm going to go for a walk. Uh, I'm going to go down, drive down to the beach and take a walk down there. So I give myself distance and give me a moment to clear my head. Um, and most of the time it works because it gives me a chance to kind of just sometimes just totally clear everything out, listening to some music and just blanking out from it. Sometimes it's actually worked in the aspect that I'm doing it. And all of a sudden, all these little pieces are coming together. I'm like, okay, no, I was working on this. You know what? For let's say website, just using some different things for an example. Okay. I know I have to work on these two updates with the website. So, but I don't need to do that yet. So I can put that one off until Thursday. Um, okay, I've got to work on my PhD, so I need to research some articles. So you know what? When I get back, I'm going to read those two articles, take notes on it, and then I will work on the blog post next because that's easy. I've already got half of that done. I can add some stuff to it. I know what I want to add. So it helps me to clarify, clear my head, and I can start kind of following the dots as to what I want to do. There have been times the amount of feeling overwhelmed, I'll get down to the beach, let's say, to take a walk, and all of a sudden, it's like the waves in the ocean seem to decide to crash on me too. And I'm just even overwhelmed more anxiety hits my heart rate, right? starts to just go up and I'm like, okay, this is not working. <laughs> this is totally not working. So I recognize it. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm done walking and I'm going to go for a drive and I'm going to go get a coffee drink because again, I need something to change my focus. I need something to change my mind my my mindset basically to help me just kind of like break these thoughts um and then it's like okay everything kind of starts to calm down again and i get a little clarity but that's all you can do is when i get overwhelmed instead of staying within it because it just seems like there's all these pieces all around me i have to step away give myself a few moments to kind of clear my head and then take it one step at a time <laughs> it happens. I'm sure it happens to everybody. At some point. <laughs> I'm like, you something and like, that was actually going to be my question. If someone is maybe in a situation where they can literally um, feel, okay, I'm not feeling all my, my all self and I just need to focus. What quick tips do you have for somebody just to get them out of that feeling so they can function with 
the thing that they need to do because I think when you're going to a, when, when when you do something like 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 public speaking and that mm -hmm. kind of thing, it might hit you at a at a stage where you don't want to feel like that. What quick tips do you maybe have for somebody that they can just easily quickly get themselves out of that feeling? Pick one thing to focus on. Let's say there's several different projects or things that you need to work on. We'll use that one for, mm -hmm. for the moment. Um, and again, you're like, well, should I start on this, you know, A or should I work on B? But I know I need to get C done too. And then D. Okay. So do it one of two ways. Either pick one thing and start with it, which might be difficult, I know, but it's a matter of like, you know what? I'm just going to pick A and I'll start with that one. Or if you realize, okay, yeah, but I think this one's a little bit more important. Figure out maybe what's the most important or most time sensitive. And then hmm. jump into that. And then this way, everything else will start to kind of f filter out and you'll start to figure it out. But you won't feel like, okay, I've got all these different things. Use something that's going to help you to go, okay, wait, what's the most important or what's the most time sensitive? Okay, I have to start with that one. Boom, I'll do that. If they're all equally important, it happens. You know, it does. Mm -hmm. Then you just have to go, I'm going to start with A. I'll just start with that one. And it doesn't matter about the others. You're not discarding them. You're not saying they're less important because you're just starting with this one. And then you'll get to the next one. And it helps because, again, your then focus is on that one. You're not thinking about the others because now you've made that conscious decision. I'm going to work on A. Okay, cool. I got it. Now I can focus on A because that's what I'm going to do. Um, in regards to like speaking, um, what I've learned with that is that sometimes, again, yeah, your head's just racing because you have all these different thoughts. So what I'll do is I'll go, okay, focus on what I know. What do I know? It's like, what are we talking about today? What do I know on the content? But not even overthink it, just kind of hit some different points. So again, it's helping me to kind of like take my mind from going out here and refocus. So it's like, okay, this is what I want to talk about or to do with the public speaking. And usually if it's, let's say in conversation with somebody else, a lot of that anxiety and fear will drop away once you start talking with them because now they're asking questions. And sometimes we're overwhelmed because Am I forgetting something? Do I know something? Is there something that they're going to ask me that I didn't, can't think of? But as soon as that conversation hits, everything you automatically, you already know, you've learned, you've experienced, it's there and it just starts flowing. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I got this. That is so amazing. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. We, we, we're going to, this was amazing show. I think you have helped our viewers so much. Everybody is just giving you praises. Well done. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. You have helped me cause, cause and, and, and I mean, Sika as well. She says you, you rock. Um, <laughs> we, we are so grateful. Um, for you to, that you joined us and, and 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 shared your wisdom with us. We really, really appreciate it. How we, how we, uh, 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 in the show, sorry, um, my English is on pay as you go, so sometimes it just goes out and I mix it with some Afrikaans. I apologize. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, how we end the show is we usually just give our uh, our, our, our viewers a little bit, bit of knowledge and uh, a boost to start the day um, and, and have a great day and everything. So Brandon can go first today. And then I will go after you, and then you can, and, and then Brett, and then Mr. Victor, 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 can go, can go last and just import your 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 knowledge onto our people. And again, thank Andy? you so much for joining thank you. us. Mm -hmm. Boom. Boom. So, guys, uh, wow, what? A, <clears throat> excuse me, what a great episode. Uh, Truth be told, you guys, this was absolutely one of my favorites. Uh, it's going into my top 50 
very quickly. Where in the top 50, I don't know yet. But the truth is, you guys, this was one where we all suffer from imposter syndrome at times. Whether you believe it or not, there's time when you're you're feeling you are not living up to your expectations or you're just caring too much what other people say. Realize that you can always take a moment to stop, reset, and find the way to get back on track because that imposter is not you. So I say this because I want you to believe in yourself because I believe in you. All right, guys, get out there today, change the world, and do like Mandy Atterbury says, and fuck what other people think of you. You know you better than anyone else. Thank you, guys. Guys, today was amazing. Um, and hello, hello. <laughs> today was today was a, a a very very good show. Um, I think because I can relate with everything, and I think a lot of us can relate um with 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 what Victor taught us. Um, one thing that I have learned and something that that I have used, I always try and tell myself, you can't be an imposter if you're the only one living your own life. Um, you can't impose on your own life because you create your own life. And if you go in and you know that you have created it, know that you've created it from a place of love for yourself and and, and believe in yourself. Um, I've got this love relationship with the universe. It always gives me the most beautiful and amazing messages that just resonates. Um, so I want to show you this. It says, examine your eyesight. And it says, take your focus of how you see, or how others see you. Cease being obsessed with the need to impress your friends and your foes. Keep your concern on the, keep your concern on the vision you see in the mirror. Don't allow the approval of others to obstruct the view of you. You are the most important person in your life. If you are not happy. You cannot make anybody around you happy. So your own happiness comes first. And you can't impose on a life if you make decisions to make yourself happy. doesn't matter how difficult the decision is. I hope you guys have an amazing day and know that you are brilliant in your own way. We are all brilliant in our own way. Go out and rule the world, fuckers. <laughs> I said, my fuck. <laughs> All right. So mine is look, live your life authentically. Be you. Uh, you have amazing qualities and characteristics about yourself that others just don't have and need. And if you're afraid that the people that you're around right now won't appreciate you, won't love you and won't connect with you. Well, then there may not be the right people for you. If you you're, if you are truly yourself, authentically yourself the whole way through, the right people will connect with you. They're going to embrace your qualities. They're going to love who you are. You are going to be so supported by them and they're going to love your support. So don't ever be fearful or want to hide who you are. Totally embrace your qualities, your character, let them shine and really just put them out there to the universe, to everywhere else where you can have such an amazing impact. That was very well said guys. That was amazing. What a great episode. Uh, Victor, I'm going to be downloading this right away and putting it on Spotify for everybody. I will send you a link. Cool. Uh, guys, do us a favor. I, I, you, it's so many great comments. Don't hog this for yourself. 
get out there and share this with people. Uh, I know we're at 369. Damn, she fine. Help us get past 400 because we just want to make sure we keep growing and showing that love and positivity out there. Without you guys, we're nothing. So send this message to somebody who you know needs it today. Guys, thank you so much. Love you guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you.